We are live. Yeah. All right, folks. Scott and I back with another great topic this week. So this week we're talking about what is counter conditioning and how to use it. So if you're scratching your head right now, like what is that? This is the one that most folks want to know about, but don't know about. So um, it may seem um, like a tricky word, but it's actually really simple. So most folks know about um, um, their dog being conditioned to something. So conditioned to a response, meaning that your um, dog is conditioned to liking something, they feel certain way about something. And you'll hear me a lot of times saying, oh, use treats um, to associate it um, so a dog can like something. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about conditioning a dog to liking something. So additionally, they like something. When you're talking about counter conditioning, it's just the opposite, where you want to change the way your dog feels about something, ideally negative, and turn it into a positive, happy response. Um, so I know, for example, um, a lot of times in fearful dogs, you can use counter conditioning. For example, um, with the mailman, that's a big one. Dogs will bark and bark and bark at the mailman. But if you um, use a treat, as soon as you see the mailman and start feeding your dog's treats every single time, then over time, your dog will love to learn, to, love to like the mailman. Um, yeah. I know you did some work with Archie on counter conditioning. What kind of stuff did you guys do? So this was more for... Um just to get him used to like things coming up to him and sort of mm-hmm. it's help his activities. So initially we started with, if he looked at something for a decent amount of time, then we just say yes and then get his act, give him a treat, yeah. get him used to like the different social things out in the world. And then eventually mm-hmm. when, if, if he saw a dog before we, he actually got a chance to react to the dog, we'd say yes, give him a treat. And then it turned out, it took some time, but over time, like now, if he sees a dog, a lot of times he'll look up to us. And then exactly, exactly. And that's what you want. Yep. He knows that's going to come, but he knows he's also rewarded when he doesn't, you know, react and that sort of thing and, and more, more positive reinforcement. So not yeah. every dog, but now he's got more of a positive association with sort of the world to a certain degree, helps his fearfulness. And then also mm-hmm. uh, dogs approaching and that sort of thing or going mm-hmm. away from dogs without actually like reacting to them and that sort of thing. Exactly. And don't you find that Archie, um, even if not, there's not a scary thing around, he's more focused on you because yeah. he thinks he's going to get a tree. So he's always <laughs> looking up like... Is it tree time? Is it tree yeah, time? No, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's good. If we keep him his attention, it's easier to walk him. Uh, he's not mm-hmm. as battered on walks, I find. He's still sniffing everything, especially after like a fresh snowfall. But, um, yep. you know, he's not as scattered and he's sort of, we can get his attention pretty easily that way now. So it makes it easier too. So. Exactly. And so kind of to go through this, what Scott was talking about, how to use counter conditioning. So basically you want to give your dog something they love, whether it be hot dog pieces. I love that cheese sticks or whatever your dog goes crazy for. I always tell people audition food for your dog, see what they love. And every time your dog sees a scary object or appears in sight, you're going to give it to them. That's simple as, you know, how it works. Okay. Um, And it's very important. I talk about um, the timing of giving your dog a reward. You almost want to do it as soon as they see the scary thing. And you just want to repeat that, like Scott said, over and over and over again until next thing you know, your dog sees the thing and they're happy because they think they're getting a treat or they know they're getting a treat. So that's the basis behind it. And kind of to go through an example of how this works. So for instance, say that your dog is afraid of a hairdryer. I actually do this and um, 
one of my puppy classes, like uh, working on getting it, because that's like a big one, like grooming at right. home or taking your dogs to groomers and them being afraid of hair dryer, even if you're drying your hair. So what you want to do, um, so say your dog's afraid of the hair dryer. So step one, what you want to do, um, you want to get out the hair dryer. And as soon as your dog sees it, you want to give them a piece of hot dog. But the whole key is you want to rapidly keep on doing this. Like soon as they see the hair dryer, just keep on feeding them hot dogs. Um, in return, they are, you know, searching for the hot dogs and it paying less attention um, to the hair dryer as well. Also, um, what you want to do is um, because you know that he's excited about the hot dog. You don't want to turn the hair dryer on right then and there while he's eating the hot dog. You want to make sure you go to another room and then turn on the noise. And then soon as he hears the noise, once again, it's a little bit scary. What are you going to do? You're going to go ahead and rapidly feed him those treats. Okay. Um, you want to keep on doing this until, like I said, your dog gets that happy response to the hair dryer being turned on. And one of the things I do teach my class, um, if you're going to turn the hair dryer on, you don't want to leave it on. You can turn it on and off really quickly um, just to see the response and treat your dog that way. Turn it on, give them a treat, turn it off. Turn it on, give them a treat, turn it off, you know? And so one thing you'll realize I didn't say is, oh, turn on the hairdryer on the dog and start blow drying your hair. Imagine if someone just said, you know, get a hairdryer, start blowing in your face, you wouldn't be too happy about it. So again, anything that's scary, you want to start off further away. Um, for instance, um, if you're coming around this corner, Scott, and a spider's dangled at you, you're probably going to like, oh my gosh, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you were to see that spider far away, it's going to be less scary, right? You can prep for it. You can prepare for yourself for it. You're not as close. Exactly. As, as close, you're not as on high alert, right? So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. So with that being said, you always want to move like the hairdryer with the noise further away. If you're out and about and your dog's afraid of other animals, not animals, other people or other dogs coming by, you want to go in the opposite direction. So that's the easiest thing to manage it right down to. You can work on counter conditioning is moving your dog further away from the object or away from the person, place, or thing that they're afraid of. But essentially, you want to keep on repeating the last few steps of, you know, giving them treats and um, while they're ex um, exposed to that trigger almost immediately over and over again until they have, have a happy response. And then over time, you can um, treat them less and less as you expose them, like um, Scott was saying. And then over time, they're just not going to respond. And that's how you work on counter um, conditioning with your dog. Um also, you don't want to um, um, put, again, anything scary to your dogs face-to-face. -face. So with that being said, there's another one I was going to talk to you guys about besides the hair dryer that's, like, really important, but I probably will come back to it. So with Archie and a counter-conditioning, counter have you used it in any other form besides out and about? Um, hmm, good question. I don't know if we've really done it too much with other things. He isn't yeah. like super afraid of suit too much, but right. you know, we, when we, at one point we're considering like doing his nails ourselves because usually his groomer will do that. Yes. Yep. Then we'll, 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 so we start to do a little bit of like counter conditioning, just getting him used to it coming out, treat yeah. him a bit. So then he sees it. Now he's normalizing to that. Um, and then also we do groom him sometimes. So we've done a little bit of counter conditioning for that, but he isn't too bad for that part as much yep. as, uh, maybe other dogs and that sort of thing. But yep. I think it helps uh, that, you know, some with his previous groomers, he wasn't as good with his current one. He's pretty good and she's pretty good with him. Just everyone mm -hmm. finds their own groomer. But um, yeah, it's been interesting, like just trying out the different things. And again, like the nail thing and 
And yeah. I know I've seen other dogs do really well with it and sort of whatever there's that fearful thing, if you can add that positive reinforcement and just make it a better scenario for them. And then also just like you've said in the past, like just keep an eye on their body language and, and understand like even the hair, the, the hair dryer, like I yeah. think you were saying, if, if you can have another person there to turn it off and on, and then you're yeah. rewarding, that can also yeah, that's make, what I'm, yeah. make a big difference you, right? So, but it's yeah. like, sometimes if you're on your own, you don't have a choice, but if you do have that extra person, um, mm-hmm. try to bring the scary thing in and then bring it out, it's sort of short bursts. It's almost the same thing that you do when, uh, you know, you're leaving them for a little bit, you leave them for a exactly. little bit and then you, you come back and you expand on time. So it's sort of a similar idea to that too, right? Yeah. I remember what I was going to say. Counter conditioning, the perfect um, thing to work on that with, um, use it in advance. Like if your dog's going to a vet, uh, to the groomers, um, like I said, I teach a whole class on that, like counter conditioning and stuff like that. Um, to the blow dryer, the nail clippers are ideally um, one. Also, yeah, so nail clippers. Um, scissors, uh, I guess. Use scissors. No, the nail, so nail clippers are one, hair dryers are one, and there's another one that, oh, putting on like a gentle leader. Oh, yeah, yeah. A gentle leader. Dogs are fearful. As soon as you pull them out, she can help with that. And also the harness. Those are like the main ones that you kind of have to, you know, you can use both conditioning and counter conditioning for. But those are essentially, um, that's essentially what counter conditioning is. And hopefully now that you guys know what it is, you can start to utilize it um, with your dogs and stuff if they're fearful. Um, just a key points and reminders. Um, just like any conditioning exercise, counter conditioning, you want to reward your dog almost immediately when they see the scary thing. And also make sure um, you do it in a slow, systematic process. You don't want to put your dog in an environment where there's afraid of three things that's going on at one time. You want to make sure you work on one scary thing at a time before moving forward. Um, and also just be mindful. Um, this you can work on if your dog has mild fear or is shy, but if your dog has has like severe like fear or you know it's like really really shy that you might want to reach out to a trainer and have them work through the process and come up with a training plan for you guys as well but hopefully you guys gained some really good tips and you know you learned how to um, work on counter conditioning with your dog scott do you have anything to piggyback off uh, no, I mean, if you have any questions or any examples let us know uh, we love to hear how you've used it before yeah. if you've used it in the past or if you have any questions about how to use it in certain scenarios let us know or if you're like, hey, I don't know if my dog, if I can do it or if I should get a trainer, let us know that yep. question too or reach out directly to Pam. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd love to hear uh, sort of what you've experienced with counter conditioning uh, or any experiences or any thoughts of how you can use it with your dog and sort of examples. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah offer the piggyback too. I would like, guys, if you could drop in the comments, I would like to know, um, prior to this, have you ever heard about counter conditioning? Yeah. Did you know what it means? Yeah. So drop that in the comment along with your experiences. Yeah. For sure. That sounds very good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, Thank you everyone for checking us out to get the video. And hopefully you learn more about counter conditioning today. So hopefully that's yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. We'll see you next week. For sure. See you when.